Hello, all you true crime lovers. This is your host, Patrick, and you're listening to Not Adding Up. have a familiar face or voice I should say back this week Johnny is back to co-host once again hello Johnny hello how are you doing today I'm good how are you pretty good pretty good you excited for this case yeah, yeah. you know nothing about it I don't know anything about Johnny it. Johnny doesn't even keep up with the podcast guys Shut so, the- like shame her Shut it's okay i come out with a lot of content they belong and i know that all of my friends aren't necessarily podcast people and you have to be a podcast person to like listen to hours and hours of a podcast so yes but i 100 percent support you you do you support me in every way you can including being a co-host i just wanted to call you out on the air (laughs) (laughs) i love that johnny just made me pause the recording because she saw me take a sip of my swirl dog cider so she could run and get a Guinness, so we could both have both have a nice refreshment for this episode. <laughs> Non-sponsored refreshment. So cheers, Johnny. A little cheers. Oh. It's a can to bottle clink, so it's not as satisfying. Guinness in the bottle, obviously. The better beer. Swole Dog is pretty good if you like if you like hard cider. Isn't it sour? Mm-hmm. It's pretty bitter. It's stronger than like angry. Before I get into the case, though, I want to cover some business. So I promise, I know I mentioned this a few cases ago now, but the West Virginia cases are still coming. I'm just working on them still. One is going to be released on all streaming platforms, and I'm just waiting to hear back from the family on that one. And then another is going to be released exclusively to Patreon as a bonus episode. And I just went back in and like kind of edited the tiers a little bit, so... If you guys want to check out my Patreon, you can. It is in my link tree, along with all the other links. Something else is that I finally made a TikTok. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, you can. I'm going to be posting trailers and little short stories that I don't think could be an entire episode as a podcast. The TikTok is at not adding up. I really wish I could have got that username on Instagram. <laughs> but I And I saw... Like, this week I saw that the account that has not, not adding up, it has, like, 16 followers and doesn't post. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I want that account Just name. wasted it. You wasted it. So, on my TikTok, I recently posted a short story about an intruder from the early 2000s. And it truly, like, terrified me. So, go check it out. But that's enough business. Let's get into today's case. The nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. Getting down to business. So today's case is the disappearance of the Jameson family. And the Jameson family consists of Bobby, Sherilyn, and their six-year-old daughter, Madison. The three had a home in Eufaula, Oklahoma. However, they were planning to move about 30 miles southeast to the San Bois Mountains, 
in Oklahoma. So they were looking at a 42-acre plot of land in San Blas, which is a small mountain range located in southeast Oklahoma. The name San Blas translates to without wood or without forest in English. So on October 8th, 2009, the family made the 30-mile trip to check out this plot of land where they planned to take a storage unit to live in. Which, like, they, all the articles said storage container, and I was like, that kind of seems a little... <laughs> I think, that, But I think it was, like, tiny homes before tiny homes were a thing. Like the, um... Oh, you've never seen, like, just, like, really dope homes that people be mm-hmm. ma- making out of, like, the, the shipping containers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Shipping container. See, I don't like that. I don't like it being described like that. Oh, this will turn out really cool. What about the insulation? Sure. There's plenty of room to put it in. You stack them on top of each other. You can make like a two-story home. So the family made it up to this plot of land and apparently checked it out with a with an associate of the prospective seller. And after the meeting, the family parked the truck, presumably somewhere on the property, and went for a short walk, which was around 15 minutes. However, after leaving for this walk, the family would never be seen alive again. A little over a week following their disappearance, there was an important discovery made. The family's pickup truck was found, and it had some interesting items inside. Inside the truck were both of the parents' phones, Bobby and Sherilyn, their jackets, IDs, and wallet. Sherilyn's purse was in the truck as well. And this one's pretty sad. Their, their dog was still in the truck after all that time. Is it dead? No, it was very malnourished, but they said that it survived. Good. So it's good. And last but not least, the police found an envelope with $32,000 in cash. Was that how much they were going to purchase the land for? So let's talk about this envelope. It stuck out to police because both Bobby and Sherilyn were on disability. So it was confusing to them as how they would end up with such a large amount of cash. Well, they could have had it on them in order to purchase the land, like you just said. It just, like, left a very sour taste in the mouth of police. Like, especially, like, why, I don't know. Like, if they didn't buy it, like, why would they have still had it after meeting with the guy, you know? And why was it, like, why is it still there? Exa- that's my biggest point, is why is it still there? Because once, like, we'll get farther into it, but, like, it's still there, and that's, like, what makes no sense to me. Speaking of the police, this is honestly the first case I've covered so far where police have actually done the damn thing and, like, I really have no nitpicky comments <laughs> like I usually do about the police job. They seem like they did, like, anything that they could have, so. The day after the discovery of the truck, the wood was searched by police and citizens alike using all available technology and resources. Wait. Who reported them missing? That's a good question. I don't even know if they were reported missing. It was not. It, that was not mentioned in any of the articles I read. Hmm. But it could have been that nobody reported them missing. It's oh, the they whole just family. found the truck or it's something. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Because that, that's a good point. I never, like, put that together because they never said who reported her missing. Or them. It's a whole family, like I said. It's a whole family. So, like, who would report a whole family missing? Mm-hmm. And, like, who... Did Maybe, the... like, a grandparent or something. But, like, the grandparents or, like, one of the grandparents is involved. And one of them is, like, very estranged and we'll get into that. But it was, like, like I said, it was a little over a week. So, like... Mate, like if they didn't live in the same state which they didn't really talk about where the parents lived so like it could have been normal so it could have been until the discovery of the truck okay wait did you say where this place was is it like out in the country somewhere it was in southeast oklahoma in the mountains we'll get the, it's like apparently known for like drug use it's, it seems like a like that was just mentioned in a lot of the articles and, like, maybe that's just because, like, they kind of suspected a possible drug use with the large amount of money and, like, they're banging on disability. Like, how do they get that if it's not a dirty way? Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that more. But the initial search would uncover nothing. And for four entire years, the case would go cold. How far did you say they searched in the woods? Um... I don't have a, like, precise amount. Okay. They said that they used, like, helicopters, police dogs. Like, they were doing, like, they were really doing the damn thing. Like, that's why I was like, okay, police. Okay, good. Because, I mean, that's a little girl, too. Like, it's a six-year-old girl. On November 16th, 2003. Mm Mm-mm. 2013. (laughs) Not to that. We went back in time, everybody. (laughs) A couple of hunters stumbled upon the partial skeletal remains of two adults and one child while they were getting ready for a day of hunting in Sambois. The bodies were in such bad condition it took until the following July before the autopsy technician could definitively confirm that it was indeed the Jameson family. The stage of decomp made it impossible to accurately determine the cause of death, or even roll out trauma or roll it in. They didn't, they didn't, they couldn't say either way. However, they did have enough to say that there was no evidence of a struggle. Hmm. How far apart were the bodies when they were found? The bodies were all found together, but the, the bodies were found three miles from the truck. Which makes it kind of suspicious that they weren't found in the initial search. But like, what if they went there? What if the bodies went there in the initial search? Because mm-hmm. it's been four years at this point, like, could have been like a week like they could have waited for it to hit the news and then when it did and then the search happened then went back and put the bodies there because they were like okay they kind of gave up the search with a very possible homicide on their hands police opened the case back up and the theories and leads poured in but before we talk about these theories and leads i want to take a moment to talk about one of my sponsors Do you hate the sound of your alarm clock? That daily reminder that it's time to get out of your warm and cozy bed and take on your event-filled day. Do you find yourself hitting the snooze button too many times? Or relating to memes on Facebook about leaving for work five minutes after you were supposed to clock in and hoping to still be on time? Well, then I have the product for you. Early bird morning cocktail has completely changed how I see my early mornings. Their morning cocktail is a powdered drink mix that you make every night before bed, 
in their handy-dandy insulated shaker. After making your cocktail, just leave it on your nightstand for the next morning. What I personally recommend is setting your alarm for 15 to 20 minutes before you actually want to get up. When it goes off, drink your cocktail and go back to bed. When your next alarm goes off, you will be hardwired and ready to get shit done. But wait, aren't energy drinks like super bad for you? Well, Early Bird is not just an energy drink, it's a specifically crafted dietary supplement with it added electrolytes and mood-boosting nootropics. Their energy blend consists of organic green coffee caffeine, blueberry, broccoli, tart cherry, and green tea extract, as well as additional ingredients that are all easy to pronounce and understand. So if waking up in the morning is something that you struggle to do, go to clubearlybird.com today and try Early Bird Morning Cocktail. Use code NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order and start kicking the alarm clock's ass today. That's NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order at clubearlybird.com. One of the only pieces of evidence that police obtained was CCTV footage from the family's security cameras on their property. And the day before they went missing, the couple was seen going back and forth numerous times, loading up their truck with a bunch of stuff. This was... The day before. They drove 30 miles. Yes. But it's confusing to me because I'm not, like, sure how much they actually packed up. It said they made, like, 42 trips. Or like 30 trips or something, like a ridiculous amount of trips, like over 20. Like, and that stuff obviously wasn't still in the and vehicle? The exact, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I think they would have said, like, if they were just walking back and forth, putting nothing in the car. But they, like, all the articles specifically said they were packing it up with all of their belongings. Well, didn't they say something about a storage unit? Yeah, but that's what they were planning to live in at this new property. They didn't even have the property yet, you know? Are going to move out so they were just it. going to look at the property. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to go move there yet. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Hmm, okay. Suspicious, you're right. And to make things more suspicious, and like this is just throwing a wrench, and like I haven't really had one of these twists in any of my cases yet, but a local pastor came forward and told police that Bobby had come to him and was worried about evil spirits that were living on the roof of his house. He said that Bobby had even asked him if he would perform an exorcism on the home, and he asked about special bullets that could kill spirits. And this story is not without support. All of the family friends of the Jamisons confirmed that something was very off about their house, and after they left, they could definitely feel like they felt like something was evil or dark in there. Hmm. Hmm. This is getting exciting. These, there's so many theories, Johnny. There's so many theories. Like, there's literally, like, not that much information and then just all the theories. So, this, and, like, this could explain why they were acting so strangely in the camera footage. Because of the, like, if they were, like, under the influence of any evil presence, you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to entertain that idea. Mm-hmm. If they were being possessed at all. To go that far. Mm-hmm. So to piggyback off this paranormal side of things, there are individuals who believe the family was involved in a cult for a number of reasons. A friend of Sherilyn 
mentioned that she purchased a, quote, satanic Bible when she was planning to cast the spirits out of her home. This friend also came forward to say that they had conducted seances in the past, but Sherilyn took them much more seriously than anybody else. However, she still said that she believed the house was definitely haunted, but she was like, I don't want to sound crazy. Like, she was definitely trying to kind of, like, separate herself from, like, how... She, she, you could tell that she thought Sherilyn was still a little maybe off, but she was like, there's definitely something there. Like, she, like, that's not just a normal happy-go-lucky house. Like, there's something in the house. Every time I leave the house, I feel weird and, like, depressed. Hmm. Have you ever had that happen to you? I mean, I've had a house... My, my friend Megan's house, shout out to her, that was definitely, like, it, it's weird because it stopped, like, in middle school, like, everybody who was in that house, like, had experiences, and, like, it was to the point where, like, I feel like there was a period where her parents were, like, all right, guys, like, well, no, her parents, from the beginning, were, like, they believed it, too, because they had dealt with it for so long, but I think it might be when we stopped being afraid of it, because oh. that was when we were in middle school, and we were, like, really, like, enticed by it, but, like, it definitely, the, the, the activities slowed down, and they haven't had any news stories for a while, but, oh, it was crazy. Like, I saw a boy in their window, like, in a suit, and, like, there's, like, a bunch of closets that was, like, slammed shut. Like, oh, there's a really creepy story about something that happened. Did you say something about the kitchen one time? Or am I crazy? Oh, yeah, there was a, like, I saw, um, the reflection in the microwave, like, I closed the microwave, and then the reflection I saw, like, right behind Megan. But there's a lot, like, the, the, those are only two of my stories, like, Oh, no, now I'm thinking of a whole different one. One time I was running down her hallway, and her hallway was the creepiest, longest, darkest hallway with, like, doors on, like, there's, like, two rooms on either side, so there's four dark rooms. So I, like, ran down it, and I swear to God, I saw, like, a shadow, like, follow me down each room that was, like, going through each of the walls. And, yeah. Oh, creepy, creepy. So that, that's the only haunted house that, like, I've been, I'm like, this seems like a haunted house. But the Jameson's house. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry. For back this. to that. Yeah, back to the, the main story. The Jameson's house. So we got seances. We have a, quote, satanic Bible. Sherilyn also graffitied the garbage cans, like spray painting them with, quote, witches don't like when their cats are killed. Or witches don't like it when their cats were killed, which is like... Outside trash cans? Yeah, they're, I think they're in her garage, but she thought that somebody uh, killed, poisoned her black cat. And, like, the word believed was used in the article, so I don't know if it was sustained or not. I don't even know if they had a black cat, but we wouldn't have even known if they had a dog if they didn't leave it in the truck, you know, so. One of the strongest supporters of the cult theory is Sherilyn's own mother, who insists that they were involved with the dangerous cult and murdered by one of some of its violent members. However, there have been no names given in connection to this supposed cult. So, like, take it or leave it, basically. So I told you there's a lot of theories, and it gets wild. So, theory number two. It was at one point suspected that Bobby's father could have been the one who committed this triple homicide. If it was a triple homicide, because we don't even know if it was a homicide. The year before they disappeared, he apparently tried to run over Bobby with his car. And then Bobby tried to request a protective order, and it's unclear if it was fi like filed or not. But it seems more like it was not. 
Sorry, clearly I just got a phone call. It was just my friend calling with some piping hot tea. And then I know she listens to this podcast, so shout out to her. Um, <laughs> so Bobby's father tried to hit him with a car. It's not a good thing to do to your son. Like, what the fuck? And, but what I was saying before the phone call was, it was unclear if, like, the restraining order was filed or not, like, if it was actually set in place. I hear it's, like, really hard to get a restraining order against somebody. That's crazy. I know, you would think it would be easy. So there is a possible connection here, like, maybe he has it out for him, maybe he wanted to just do away with his entire family, but, and, oh, also it's rumored that he has connections with the Mexican mafia. Okay, wait a minute. Can we just go back for a second? We're like, we're on the second theory. <laughs> okay. You, at the very beginning, you said that they were meeting somebody there? Correct. Where the, where the fuck are they? Where, 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 the, where are they? So, that's, I was kind of confused about how they even knew the 15 minute walk thing. But to, so here's what happened. So they went and saw the land. They had the meeting with the associate of the seller. They had a meeting with the land, and then I'm assuming how they know that the, they drove up and parked somewhere and went on a walk is because the associate of the seller told police this, or a witness who saw them. But they were not with them when they went on this walk. This before and the or walk, after the meeting? After the meeting. After the meeting, they left. I'm pretty sure I said they left the meeting and went for a walk. I hope I did. You pro- probably did. That's no, okay. No, I just... I. Whenever people ask questions, I'm like, hopefully I didn't misspeak because I do that a lot. But yes, it, they went missing after they went for a walk after the meeting with these people. With that person. It was just one person. So theory number three is one that really doesn't make much sense to me, but entertaining. The idea is very chilling. So on Bobby's phone, found in the truck, is the last picture of Madison ever taken. She looks upset in the photo, and it has been theorized that perhaps this was a kidnapping plan, and the photo was taken after her parents had been killed, being taken by the perpetrators. Hmm. The reason I don't think this makes much sense is that Madison's body was discovered with her parents, so, like, if it was a kidnapping, why would they have killed her anyway? And... And left the money. And left the money. And we'll get to that. the, The money thing is a big thing for me. But still, it could have been potential hitmen who had killed her parents first. However, I think that she would look a lot more upset in the photos. Like, she looks that maybe she was annoyed that she had to be out here and, like, going on a walk and, like, going to do adult things because what kid wants to go and see land, you know? But she doesn't look like her parents were just killed in front of her at all. But it's just, like, looking at that photo and knowing that it's, it was taken not long before... They went missing. We don't know before if they died or not, but like... The Sometime last... in that week. Mm-hmm. Very eerie. And it's especially thinking about the fact that if it wasn't her parents on the other side of that phone, that it, it just gives me chills. Wait, but it was taken inside the car or outside the car? It was taken in the woods. But the phone was found in the car and, and on Bobby's phone. Hmm. Cash was in the car, too. Interesting. There wasn't an exact timestamp on it. Um. I there's the the actual photo, so let me go look at that real fast. Okay, so I went back and the photo doesn't have a time stamp. 
and I'm going to post the photo to the Instagram, but Johnny and I were just discussing it a little bit, and she has her arms crossed, and to me, it looks like she's actually pretty upset now that I'm, like, talking about it and looking at it again, but Johnny, tell them what you were telling telling me. I'm going to change it up a little bit, because I think... You thought about it a little harder? I thought about it a little bit harder, but I think, I don't know, it looks kind of like she's just scratching her arm, like, she's in the middle of saying something, like, I think she looks like she could be upset, but it also looks like she just, this the way she's holding her face in the middle of a word, and mm-hmm. she's just scratching her arm. I can definitely see what you mean by bugs and mosquitoes being in the middle of saying something, but I don't know. Like, her fingers are, like, wrapped around her arms, so maybe you didn't see it as closely. Mm-hmm. But, like, it definitely seems like her arms are crossed. And her her shirt's tugged up a little bit, so it's like her arms are crossed. Like, like it's, like, tugged up, like, from her, like showing a little bit of her belly because her arm's pulling it, you know? She's pouting. She's pouting, but probably because she doesn't want to be in the woods. Like, I would pout too. I'm just like, well, ah, man. But whenever, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, ugh. I was a kid. I love being out in the woods. Okay, fair, but that's like not the familiar woods and like, I don't know. There could have been multiple reasons for her to be pouting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe her parents didn't want to take her off ice cream, ice cream. or something. <laughs> I don't know. Kids will be kids. So the next theory is also another one that I have trouble buying. This theory is based on the evidence of the large amount of cash that was found in the truck, and coupled with the fact that the area that they were planning to move to is known for hard drug use, it didn't look very good for the Jamisons. However, if you're going to entertain this idea in the slightest, you would have to assume that the money would have been taken, because when do people typically get killed in the drug world? If product is lost if there are unpaid dues if they are dealing on another dealer's turf etc etc all of which revolve around what money so if this was about drugs why the fuck would the person have left that thirty thousand plus dollars in cold hard cash just sitting there doesn't make sense to me the odd behavior caught on camera is also pointed to as maybe like drug use because they it the footage is very grainy. I'll probably post a link in the show notes. And, like, I didn't even really watch it because it was, like, it looked like it was cut up, too. So, like, probably by police. I don't know. Like, they didn't say it was very suspicious, like, other than the fact that the family was acting suspicious. But, like, in my last case, I talked about how the footage was doctored by Disney before they even gave it to police. This didn't seem like the case. They also searched the home, and they found no indication of drug use. No drugs, no paraphernalia. Not nada. Zero zip nada. So, no thank you. I really don't think I had to do with drugs. Because, like, I'm like, even if they did find drug things, I'm like, what? The money was sitting there. Like, the, no drug, no person who is going to kill somebody over drugs is not going to take that money. Wait, so, the, like, the, the envelopes say that it was, did they have something on it stating that it was for the land? Or was it just no. a plain envelope? Just a plain envelope. Well, how much was the land? Like, was it... No, th- that's not specified. I'm like... Oh. I'm just... I'm just racking my brain, man. But it didn't seem like they were going to buy that day. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, too, like, if they did take it for that, like... Was the person that they were meeting there expecting to see them again? Were they were were did they say like, "Well, go on this walk and let me know whenever you come back"? And they're just not mentioning that or something, because they don't want to seem suspicious. Um, 
Donnie's like, there's plenty of theories about how to make my house. <laughs> no, I think it was pretty, like, I think it was just like a, honestly, it said associate of the seller. So honestly, it could have, it sounds like it might have just been like a real estate agent from like a corporation. You know what I mean? Just like your average Joe working for. Just a shower. Yeah, exactly. Theory number f- five. Is this the fifth theory? So, okay, let me recap. No, no, no. So we have the paranormal possession de- demonic. We also have the cult theory. We also have Bobby's father. Also, I realized that I completely skipped over the conclusion of that one. And I'm so sorry, everybody. The drug one? The oh, Bobby's, Bobby's father. He was in a long-term care facility at the time of the disappearance. So it's like he wasn't in any condition to be like doing it himself. They didn't really touch in on, like, maybe he could have paid somebody to do it, but the money was there. Like, this doesn't seem like a hit to me. So, yeah, he was pretty clear of suspicion. Sorry. And then we had the kidnapping theory, where the we have the photo as the evidence. And then we have the drug theory, that the murder had something to do with drugs. Six? I think it counts six. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Paranormal, cult, father, kidnapping, drugs. But the sixth one is white supremacists. (laughs) (laughs) We're hitting every base. I'm never forgetting, okay. Prior to the disappearance, a family friend had been staying with the Jamesons. However, once he had found out that Sherrilyn had Native American heritage, Kenneth Bellows let his true colors show. An argument between the two ensued over her heritage, and she shot a pistol at the ground near his feet and told him to leave. To which I say, go the fuck off, Sherilyn. Yes, put that racist piece of shit in his place. Like, that, I'm just like, ooh. We love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was speculated that he could have had something to do with it, but nothing really came from it. I'm sure police would have been all over that by now. So I'm sure that they cleared him. Hmm. Hmm. So the last theory is one that is probably the saddest and has a lot of weight to for me. My eyelashes are fucking. Oh, it's like is this is this are you, are you emotional because you're weight or is it no. something you're not? No, I say weight when I mean like validity. Okay. You know what I mean. Okay. So like I hope that it comes out like that. So this theory is a murder-suicide theory. Among the items retrieved from the truck was an 11-page letter written from Sherilyn to Bobby in which she voiced her frustrations with him, calling him a hermit at one point. So, like, she wrote this this long-ass letter, basically. It was called, like, a hate letter, like, an angry, like, voicing, like, just like a... Kind of like when you would... The stereotypical one you write to your boss and crumple up and throw away. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm cathartic oh my gosh my phone my computer just switched to like night mode to go to the shed i mean i was like what the hell? i'm like am i being hacked i, I saw it on my I'm from over here the front of my eyes where was that and we will learn that Sherilyn had a lot on her plate mental health wise so two years before their disappearance she lost her sister due to a bee sting on her tongue which i assume she would have to be allergic because i'm like damn if you die from a bee sting sounds very intense and that was said to have severely impacted Sherilyn Sherilyn 
when she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and hospitalized after a suicide attempt. After that? After her sister After her died? sister, yes. Oh, God. And it's like, I can't imagine. We're both very close with our sisters, so it's just like that. I can't imagine losing somebody like that. Like, she's not that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had also lost custody of her son to her ex-husband. Something else that was weighing on her mental health. And don't forget the fact that they were living with whatever the fuck was in their house. Mm-hmm. What they believed was in their house, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Because if yeah. she was mentally ill, then but but there's no, there was nothing about him being mentally ill. Just the fact that he believed that there were demons in his house, and like he wanted to get bullets for them. So yes, there's a lot weighing on Sherilyn's mental health. But her mother says that she would do nothing to put Madison in danger, which is why she so strongly believes the cult theory. She's like, there's, I don't believe that she would ever do something that would put her daughter in danger and like put her in the situation that they were clearly in, that they ended up like this. However, this theory suggests a murder-suicide. Some of the evidence that it pulls from is a small hole found in Bobby's head by the medical examiner. But it was noted by the medical examiner that it was possible to be a bullet hole, but it was never confirmed. Like I said, they were not able to determine much at all because it had been four years in the woods. Like, the animals are going to do some damage. Mm -hmm. But there were no bullet holes, or holes, excuse me, there were no holes in Madison or Sherilyn. Sherilyn also was known to carry a twenty-two caliber pistol. The same, the same one she shot at that racist bastard Bellows. But this pistol was never found at the scene or in the truck, despite everybody saying that they always kept it in the truck. So that was a point that they made, and that kind of adds to the. It, no, it doesn't. It actually kind of takes away from it. Because where would the gun be? <laughs> the, the, gun, the gun was never found. It, it, the gun was never found. In all the searches. So, like, if they, if it was a murder-suicide, like, there's no physical... And But, 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 that's another thing. Like, if there was a murder-suicide, like, how would she have killed herself and her daughter? Because it wasn't, like, there was no gun wound, mm-hmm. so she could have ditched the gun. Technically. That, that would... It's not like they knew the area. You know, like, I was thinking maybe she would know, like, a good place to hide it. Yeah. Did you stream by or, stream nearby or anything? There was not much on, like, the surrounding areas. It was it just said it was in the mountains. And a 42-acre... I mean, a 42-acre plot of land is big. It is. And that's why I said presumably whenever they went for that walk, it was still on the land. Because that's not even really crystal clear, is where they were, like... Are they walking out to see more of the land? Are they walking to see the surrounding land? Like, where are we going to live? What is, what's around us? We don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So there's a lot of theories in this case, and there's no resolution. Police say typically you are excited when you get numerous leads. However, in this case, they felt like these leads have been fruitless and exhausting. Not in any way to, like, blame people who provide them. They're just, like, it's just been one lead after another, and we have been coming up with nothing. 
there is still no explanation for how the Jay and Missing family met their tragic demise. And since we don't have an answer, I did want to include this before we get to the end. Um, if you have any information regarding the disappearance of the Jameson family, please contact the Latimer County Sheriff's Department at 918-465-4012. That is 918-465-4012. So, like, I really don't have a clue with this one. Like, the paranormal thing really weighs heavy with me, though. Because there's, like, how, how fuck did, like, there's, what, well, how did they die? <laughs> it's, you were, like, so serious, like, looking in thought over there, and you were like, yes! Like, no, it doesn't make, it It really, really is baffling, because it, mm. the money, the money is what, what human doesn't care about $30,000 cold, hard cash. What human doesn't care about that? There's not a fucking thing on you. I'm sure there's a few people out there. But it is human nature, I feel like, to want to take that money. But you know what's not human? Demons. Demons. And if, what kind of cult was this? Was it a demonic cult? You know? Like, was it like... Because... It, it, supposed cult. So... What if that's why the house was like... But also, um, the fact that she was, uh, had Native American heritage, they're from Oklahoma, it was called, like, San, San Bois, very French name, it might have been, uh, had, like, a really, like, deep history, it might have been very, uh, it might be important in Native American history, that area, and just building on that, like, bad juju bad juju so like i mean that that crossed my mind maybe it has something to do with like where it's physically located what are there rumors of any like spirits in those mountains i didn't the the only thing that i found on that was mentioned about those mountains that was like the that was associated with it was meth (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was meth specifically it was hard drugs i can't i didn't take note in my notes i put hard drugs so i don't know if the mountains were haunted. But they didn't live in the mountains. Remember, they lived in Ufala. No, but they went to the mountains. Yeah, but their, their house was... Okay, I guess you're right. So, like, maybe unconnected to their house. Yeah. Just the, the mountains got them. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I'm just trying to freaking... Like, so what... Like, what... Out of all those theories, which one do you think has the most... Like, which one do you believe the most? I wish you could have given me some time to think about this one, because, like, uh... Yeah, like, my head's spinning more, too. Because, I like, this is just kind of, like, a quick case that I found, because I'm working on those two big WB ones. Like, the more I think about it, it's just, like, literally what happened. Like, okay, so, like, I'm dumb. It's not talked about any enemies that they had, like, who would have, other than the dad. And that one guy. But, yeah, the racist, but I don't know. 
Wait, so I'm dumb. And I don't know biology very well. After that long, how how far along in the decomp process was your body? Like, was it skeletal remains or was there still, It like, did say partial skeletal remains is what the article said. Partial. No sign of a struggle. It's just like they freaking dropped dead. And then maybe oh. he disappeared. Okay, wait, wait. The fact that he says it's like they dropped dead and she was worried about people poisoning her cats. If somebody poisoned them. <gasps> wait. I wonder. What if that one racist guy poisoned her cat and then was like poisoning them? Like, slow, slowly? Yeah. And that's why they were going crazy. Oh, my God. Hmm. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> huh. But, like, why would that cause all three deaths? You know what I mean? Instantly. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. None of them have their... <sighs> Did they take it, the phone yeah. back to the car? You're like, right. You're right. Oh, my God. You're right. It's like... like well, nothing makes sense. I'm so confused. And it's like when they when they found the truck, they didn't have any bodies, so they I'm, they they, I'm, they weren't going for fingerprints or anything because like it's not a homicide, you know what I mean? Like just a truck. It's just a, a piece in the missing persons. Like make like I would have assumed that the police were thinking that this family just like up and left because it's the whole family. You know what I mean? If it was like a single person, that's different. Which still a lot we've learned a lot of the times police believe that they just up and left. That's what it, like. Like, looking at the truck and everything there, um, being, that, that makes me feel like it was a suicide. I don't know. Just, I, but I don't know. But, the, but the, what the frick is, why did they bring them? I have so many questions. Oh, okay. So another thing is why I don't necessarily believe it was a suicide is like, if the ma if Sherilyn wanted to commit suicide and for some reason she wanted to kill Bobby too. Why would she have involved her daughter in that, especially when they had $30,000 and, like, her mother cared about them enough? Like, I'm sure, like, give her $30,000 and the dog? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, but, like, you had enough money to provide for that child to, like, anybody who you would have remotely trust with them. You know what I mean? Like, which any possible alternative to that child dying seems better than what happened. I feel like... That just makes me think, like, demonic. Like, it was all... Like, they were under... Like, they were possessed, and then... And know. it's like, as... The more and more I research true crime, it's like, the more and more I don't believe in that. Not necessarily believe, but, like, I there's a weird... There are answers. There's a weird thing. There's a lot of weird shit that we don't understand. Like, I'm not religious because I believe that, like, a higher power. Like, we're not meant to understand that. Like, there's things beyond our comprehension. Hey, guys. This is just a post-editing edition I just wanted to apologize for the phone calls that I got during this episode and the like vibrations that you can hear all throughout it. I didn't really think about the fact that of course you will be able to hear my phone vibrating sitting right next to me even though I turned it on silent. <laughs> but apologies for that won't happen in future episodes. Also, there is a piece of information that I forgot to add just because it didn't really fit into any theory. So hopefully it doesn't throw everybody off too much just hearing it in the middle like this. But shortly before their disappearance, Bobby pulled Madison out of school. And there's not really an answer to why he did this. 
So it's just another thing that makes this case so much more confusing. Oh, okay. Are you saying you believe the paranormal side of it more or, or le- like, wait. So like in general was what I was saying, like it, with when I've been researching true crime more, I've started to believe in paranormal stuff less. Like I used to be really enthralled with it when I was younger, but this case specifically is one that this really makes me scratch my head. Like there's like mm, okay. really makes me scratch my head. Like I this is one of the cases where I'm like ah. nothing else is because I'm cynical now. Like I'm like I always want like the proof. I always want like the details. I want an explanation that has shit to back it. That's not like just stories. But I also know that I've seen shit that's unexplainable and it affects you, whether you believe it to be real and it's not real or not. It's still gonna affect you. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could be, it could have been her mental illness. Very well could have. But everybody else was seeing it too, though. Or, yeah, not necessarily see. They, they never not said, seeing yeah, it, but, but feeling it. Yeah. And that's what. But that's even stronger. Yeah, that's though. even, that's even. Like. Scarier. Yeah. Like. And tagging into, like, my, like, old paranormal research. So, like, if this was a quote unquote demon, so, like, ghosts are typically known to i could be wrong about this but from what i remember whenever i looked into it when i was younger like ghosts are typically attached to someone or something like most of the time it's like where they lived or like something that was important to them and they don't really leave that area like they won't leave the house like murder house you know how they american homes like they can't leave the house so with when things are like following you like when it follows you from a house to a house and it's like still coming up the same thing that is when it like is not necessarily human and like leans to more of a demonic explanation so if it could it could have i'm getting chills again the more we talk about it the more i'm thinking about different theories like it could like if there was a demon that was attached to their house it could have been pissed because they're like what the fuck you're actually gonna leave you're going to check out this new land you're gonna leave my house like you're gonna leave me like you're my life source Uh. Yeah, if they were, if they were into like, I wonder, I wonder if they were in, if the satanic stuff was before or after the house. You know, how long did they live in that house? Yeah, I don't know how long they lived in the house. I need more backstory. I need their whole life story. I need it all. I know. I'm like maybe like like I said, I looked into all the articles for like around their like the bodies being found their disappearance all of that and like there wasn't even a documentary like like a episode yeah like you're i mean you're limited to what's to but i'm like i do i'm i wonder i'm sure there is more about like if they moved like we should maybe we can like do some digging ourselves and like do a little update like a theory case depending on the response of this episode that could be something you can put on your patreon yeah that'd be a good idea well, maybe you guys are as stumped as we are. Maybe you have a conclusion that you believe pretty well. But that was that was a pretty crazy one. Considering that, like, 14 minutes into this episode, we were, like, done with all new information. <laughs> and then we were, like, all theories from then on. Truly. Like, there's just nothing. Nothing. Just, just they disappeared and were found four years later three miles from their car with all their belongings in it after a thorough search 
after a thorough search, which seemed very, very thorough. Okay, me, like, just throwing this out there because I have to throw it out there because what this wouldn't be not adding up if I wasn't throwing in some shady police. Mm. But, like, what if it's something that has to do with the police? Mm-hmm. There's really nothing at all that points to that, but, like, maybe that, like, that's... That maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason for that, yeah. That's just me being me. Like, I really, that, that's, I don't really think that in this case. But, you never know. It just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. This one really doesn't add up. Mm-mm. I'm so fucking confused. And, like, I just want to keep this episode going and just, like, keep, like, I just thinking. want to sit here and just chat with just you all night. Think, I know. Just chat about, like, what the hell happened. We're just going to, like, keep running back. We're going to be chilling in the living room. And we're going to be like, wait a minute. We, we should go back and record this. Theory. So that about does it for the disappearance of the Jameson family. I hope that you have enjoyed the episode. And if you want to connect with me, I am the most active on Instagram. My Instagram is at podcast nau and my facebook you can just look up not adding up i'm pretty active on there too i also have a twitter that i'm bad about i'm slowly getting better but um it's at podcast nau same as the instagram and as i mentioned in the beginning i now have a tiktok at not adding up that one's pretty easy to remember and before i ended this episode i wanted to thank another one of my sponsors and just give a quick shout out to dark waters art you guys know ariel and sebastian from the last episode and like i said we are going to be doing a partnership in the future so i'm going to post some pictures on my social and tag their accounts and i want you guys to check out their work and see if there's anything you like definitely support their small business it would mean a lot to them and they have some very unique pieces, and they do custom pieces as well. Like I said, they're helping me with logo and merch design, so they're very versatile. But you'll hear more about Darkwater's art and about Sebastian and Ariel in coming weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope you tune in again soon for another case that just does not add